0: Let's open our Bibles, please, to the Book of Ephesians. And remember, there are folks still in the cafe and people wandering around, so make sure to keep smiling at folks and telling them welcome and all the things. The Book of Ephesians. We are in Chapter Five. Hey, as you're finding where you're going to remain and opening your Bibles, uh, let me talk to real quick our online folks one more time. Did uh, did Pastor Gabby ask everybody to welcome our online community? Did she ask? Did she say that? Well, let's just tell them one more time. People that are joining us right now, would you tell them, hey, we welcome you. We're glad you're here. So for all you and all those who will, we're recording this for posterity. Let me say one quick word about midweeks at Heritage. And we will soon throw up a a, a short video that can be shared about it. But there are probably, I'm hearing that there are still some folks that are, that are, uh, that are thinking that what we're talking about is the, is similar to what we have done in the past. Uh, midweeks were at Heritage. We would do six or seven or nine week series, little workshops, and then kind of take a break and then come back and do them again later. What we're talking about is not that. <laughs> what we're talking about is adding a midweek gathering here. Yeah. So in this room will be a, a midweek, a midweek, uh, a service. And you might say, well, what's it going to be like? It'll be a, a, a midweek service. So so uh well they'll but but here's the here's the here's the the Paul Harvey on that is usually our mid the because it's midweek it it just is what it is it's it there's a a larger degree of flexibility for us. And so there will be uh so our first one that we'll have on the 1st will be a uh a, a corporate time of prayer. We'll have some things to talk about and, and we'll spend some time in worship, but we're going to spend our time in in prayer, and and, and we'll know how to do that, and that'll be good. But there'll be some times where there'll be an extended time of prayer. Uh, A lot of times, uh, I mean, we'll probably go through, sometimes there'll be two, three, or four weeks of a series. Maybe we're going to address a topic with either money or marriage or mortgages or minivans. Um, uh, I just, I'm just throwing them out, throwing them out. It's what I do. It's all I've got. Um, uh, uh, Or uh, probably we'll, you know... Go through another book, like one thing we, you know, I've, uh, Reverend Solanoa has suggested uh, that we return to the book of Genesis and finish it. And so that might be something that we do, whether so Wednesday night might be that, so as far as Bible study. So we'll, we'll, it'll be a midweek service. Yeah. There'll be the Bible, and there'll be other stuff. Yeah. But it'll be church, okay? And then and all the other groups will be off-night or off-site. So there'll be others. So we're going to still still do workshops. You're still going to, they're going to be more growth groups uh, in the future than ever, uh, but we are going to have a midweek service, yes. and you're, all, you're welcome to come. Nobody's, there's no sense of obligation. Nobody should be rolling their eyes like, oh, no, I got to go. If you, if that's how God loves a cheerful giver and a cheerful churchgoer. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Ephesians chapter 5. I've taken up too much time. Here we go. Uh, we're going to pick it up at verse 8. Are you ready? Yeah, ready For you were... Formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of that light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. (coughs) Trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord and do not participate in the unfruitful works of darkness. But instead, even expose them, for it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light, for everything that becomes visible is light. For this reason, it says, awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. So if we're going to divide Ephesians into two parts, we've talked about this a little bit, so I don't need to go over it too much. If we're going to divide it into two parts, the first part is, is an affirmation of what God has done for us in Christ and who we are because of it. And the second part is, is essentially because of what God has done for us in Christ, it uh, urges us to, this is how we live because of it. right? So it begins with chapter, chapter 4 and verse 1 is that transition. Therefore, uh, walk in a manner, or walk worthy of the calling which you have received. Walk worthy of your calling. And then the next thing that we heard was the first step in walking worthy of our calling was to walk in unity with one another, and then to walk in ministry to one another, and then walk this way, but not that way, meaning we, walk, we, we don't walk the direction of the world. We walk in the direction uh, that we have learned in Christ. And next we learn to walk in love. And this week, what we hear is that in Christ, we walk as light. You want to say that sentence out loud so you remember it? Let's say it together. In Christ, we walk as light. How do we do Why should we and how do we do that? Well, first of all, we need to know and or believe or come to grips with, that's a good phrase, this. You <coughs> are Light. Why should we walk? Why why and how can we walk as light? Because first of all, you are light. Everybody say, "We we are light. Here's what Paul says. You were once formerly darkness. You used to be darkness. But now you are light in the Lord. Now because you have been brought into union with the light himself. That by, by, because you have been sealed with the Spirit, you now share that sacred union by the Spirit with Christ himself that you, you have taken on. He is sharing with you, even his nature, you are light. It's, it's fundamentally important that you believe that because it's impossible for us to behave long term differently than we believe. If you believe that you're still some sort of patched up, quilted, still dirty, can barely make it sort of Christian, you won't live like light. You'll live barely, you'll live broken, you'll probably live backslidden. But we need to understand that you were darkness, but something has happened to you, and now you are light. I like that he says, you are light in the Lord. You are light. Now, in, in the book of John, John tells us that we are to walk in the light. But, but Paul here modifies it just a bit for us that, we don't, that this is not just something that we don't just walk in the light, but as light. This is not just where you, where you are. This is who you are and what you are. You are the light. And wh- one of the reasons why this is important, especially for our text and for us, is because we know that from, we know from ancient texts, from the Dead Sea Scrolls and oth- elsewhere, we know for certain that ancient Judaism uh, d- uh, portrayed or portrayed the, the struggle between good and evil as, a, 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 as they characterize it as a contest or a struggle between light and dark. And one of the ways that this is referred to or characterized is back in Genesis, at creation, is uh, darkness. When they spoke of darkness, the image that they used was how Genesis describes the world prior to God speaking, that the earth was dark and formless and empty and chaotic. And that embodies or represents, it's the picture of darkness. It's empty, it's chaotic, it's fruitless, it's void, scary. It's both both empty and noisy at the same time. It's chaotic and dark. And it remained that way until God spoke. There was darkness until God spoke. And the first thing God spoke to confront darkness was light. So then being called children of light reminds them that they are part of God's renewing work in the world. They are expressions. They are agents of God's renewing work in the world. In fact, their very presence in this world has the same effect as God saying Let there be light. Your presence in Christ, your presence in this world has the same effect. Come on, raise your expectometer a little bit. Raise your expectometer. Understand this is what God says. Your presence in this world is to have the same effect. Your, it, it, you, you have all the backing of heaven. Your presence in this world has the same effect as God saying, let there be light. When you walk into dark places and dark realms, when you walk in, God is saying, let there be light. So then you walk as those who have been stamped with eternity, who have been sealed by the Spirit, those who have been brought into union with Christ, and you bear and bring his light with you. Well, what's that look like? Sounds overwhelming. What does it look like? Well, Paul pauses. Once again, in his way, he pauses parenthetically to tell us what light looks like. He says, for the fruit of that light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Here Paul gives us some examples of what Christ's light within us produces. And he says the first word that he says is that it consists in all. Now, I don't want to I don't want to create too much exegetical nonsense here by choosing one modifier word and creating a theology out of it, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. Because at this point, we have read enough of Paul, even in Ephesians, that this when he's going to give us a list of something good, like humility and gentleness and patience, before it he puts the word all. Somebody say all. 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 Meaning, when it comes to the living out what Christ has done in us, there's no such thing as half measures. There's no there is no weak sauce in this Christianity. And finally, I have exegetical proof from my proof texting that moderation is, in fact, for chumps. <laughs> the Bible says it, I believe it, that settles it. it consists in all 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 what all goodness this is benevolence generosity of spirit this is a the a, this is goodness to others with no expectation of return goodness unto others as unto the lord righteousness simply always has meant giving to god and to man what is due them what is right toward them and truth is 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 more than knowledge of what is accurate. This is moral truth, not just truth that we know, but truth truth that we live. That's what light looks like. So then, walk as children of light. Well, how do we do that? Well, verse 10 picks right up. It actually finishes the sentence. In the translation that I have, the participle picks up the main verb. If you care about grammar, that's the deal. The verb is walk as children of light okay and then this participle trying picks that right up this is how we walk one of the first things he says is trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord now if you hear that trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord and and you hear like "Uh uh-oh does that mean there's a test uh does that mean that I might fail well it means you might not be perfect so take a breath but it, all, it, but, it, but it doesn't mean that somehow you, we, are, we are living in fear. We're not living in fear. We're living by faith. See, as children of the light, we have the opportunity now to explore and to prove and to demonstrate, literally to experiment with bringing pleasure to God. That our life, by the decisions that we make, by, by having the right kind of ambitions and making the right kinds of choices, we can bring honor back to God. We can please Him with how we live. In fact, the, the verb here is the same as Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, where Paul tells us not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we may approve or prove what is the what the will of God, that good, acceptable, and pleasing will of God. It's the same, it's the same verb. He's saying the same thing that you and I can prove, can experience, and affirm what pleases God. It means that you and I live and walk with a healthy ambition and desire to please Him. And that just because God has provided light. He's not, God has provided light, but he, that, him providing us light does not free us from the responsibility of thought and choice. We consider and we choose and we do it over and over again. And as we do, that involves our will. And when, when we choose to conform our will to the light, that is spiritual formation. Verse 11, and do not participate in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is disgraceful even to speak of things which are done by them in secret. This is a great passage, and it almost sounds like there's a bit of a con- uh, uh, contrast, but there's not. Let's listen carefully. First of all, do not participate in darkness. We've heard that already. He's repeating what he, th- he said in verse 7. But when we walk as light, that means that we do not in any way participate in that which is dark. And he calls, he calls darkness um, unfruitful works. Two things about that. Number one, darkness is work. Fruit, light, Bears fruit. Has anybody ever walked by a a fruit tree and heard it straining? Walked by a fruit tree and heard it groaning under the under the, the 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 grind of producing fruit? Absolutely not. Fruit is an overflow of life. But darkness, that's work. There's a grind to the darkness. And not only only does he contrast it between fruit and work, he says says the, the light has fruit, but darkness is unfruitful. So we're not comparing apples and oranges here. We're comparing fruit versus no fruit. Life versus death. He says, have no part in it. There's no goodness in darkness. There's no righteousness, no truth in it. So don't participate in it. And rather, he says, rather expose it. How do we expose darkness? Well, he tells us that just as light reveals what is unclean, so the light living, light walking of the believer shows the emptiness of the darkness around us. A Christian, by a life so essentially different From those around them. It is the essential, fundamental, different way you live your life that exposes and reproves darkness. The admonition here is not that we expose darkness by scolding or shouting or criticizing or pointing our fingers or condemning, but by living. It is by our walk and walking as light that the darkness is exposed for its own emptiness and worthlessness. Expose it. He said, but, don't mention it. What? Don't mention it. You don't get rid of darkness by talking about it. Don't dwell on the dark. Don't dwell on the dark, walk as light. Now, what we need to hear Paul say well here is this. He's saying, the the intent here is, Is not that we close our eyes and our ears and we pretend that there's not injustice or evil in the world. Absolutely, 1,000% not. It is our job to prophetically address and confront, oppose and resist. We'll get there in chapter 6. In chapter 6, Paul, said, Paul will say, having, having, having walked with worship unto the Lord, having w- walked in right relationship with one another, after those things, we put up our dukes. We'll get to putting up our dukes, but hang on just a minute. Right now he is saying that we have nothing to do. And you, another, let me just give you a quick heads up. Please don't think that you're going to be some sort of super spiritual warfare expert if you're participating in the works of darkness. That just makes you a double agent or something. I don't. So the first thing he wants us to do concerning the darkness is, is to not participate in it. And then he says, but expose it, we expose it by living radically differently. And he says, and then we don't talk about it. So here's what he's saying. He's not saying, don't, he, this is not about injustice. There, this is about the fact that you and I have no business entertaining unclean things with our conversation. No, I have no business with that. The, he says it's shameful to mention. It means that we have no business getting together in huddles and talking about unclean things. Don't we, it's, it's a disgrace to mention them. Not only is it a disgrace to mention them, it, it damages your imagination. When we, if you get together and you're entertaining unclean things or being entertained by unclean things, all you're doing is painting darkness and the works of it upon your imagination. That's, that stuff's hard to get rid of. That stuff pops up and haunts you. And then even if, and then, God, doggone it, that devil. But you'll entertain that stuff and it sticks in your imagination. And then, you know, he likes to bring that up. And even if, and, 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 and it's just a lie anyway. But he'll tell you, ah, you're a shame puppy. You ought to be, a-. you know, the Holy Spirit never says, you know, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. He didn't speak like that to you. His voice never uh, pushes you away, but always draws you near. But friends, there's so much, there's so much wasted time and damage to yourself by mentioning, by discussing, entertaining darkness. Paul well, says, don't. What you're not, it's you're going to make it difficult to walk in the light if you entertain that stuff. So don't mention it but on the other hand here's the good news because i mean at at first it might don't 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 you know expose the darkness don't talk about it but before we let ourselves go ah yes we should all withdraw into a into a commune and isolate ourselves somewhere au contraire that's not the point of walking as light listen to this verse 13 walking as light actually increases light somebody say increases light Oh, I want you to feel the enthusiasm that I'm feeling right now. Walking as light increases light. we We don't withdraw the light from the darkness. We increase the light in the midst of darkness. Listen to verse 13. But all things, oh, how many things? There's just, yeah, again, moderations for jumps. All things become visible when they are exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. Hear this, our friends, that the end result, the goal is not just to be different, but to end darkness. That's the objective. Your objective is to end it. That where it is dark, And all of a sudden, my, my, my alma mater, orals words on at the on at the back of the chapel. And he said he wanted his students to, the Lord said he wanted the students to go where my light is seen dim. This isn't about hiding or playing it safe. This is about exposing the emptiness and the futility of darkness by being light. This is hope. This is redemption. Walk as light. Let this dark world be exposed to the light that is in you and on you and let that light touch and redeem and bring others into the light. You're not going to intimidate the darkness, but you will influence it. This is evangelism by light. This is outreach by example. The only hope for those in the dark is the light that you have become, and the light that you will walk in, walk as. Verse 14 says, For this reason it says, Awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. This is not an Old Testament quote, uh, even though it alludes to the Old Testament. It almost certainly is, or a portion, at least a portion, of what they call the baptismal hymn. We would call it perhaps a proclamation or even a prayer. But imagine the baptism candidate choosing to publicly express that they have repented of sin and called upon the name of the Lord. And that faith in, this, in the New Testament, that faith is always expressed in baptism. Baptism, water baptism is the, is the, is the, is the icon, the vehicle that express, expresses saving faith. It doesn't save you, but it expresses saving faith. So when they do, They're baptized, so you need to hear this. Imagine that they're either as they're being baptized or before, what they what people around them say over them is this awake, sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. And as such, not only is it a baptismal hymn, it is the cry, it is the testimony, it is the hope offered by those who walk in. As, light. As we close, what do we need to hear? What, I, what do I hope that we will hear? First of all, that this is not just about not being naughty. Light and dark are at stake. Good and evil. Which one prevails depends on you. You can't curse the enemy, you can't curse the darkness, you can't run from it, you can't negotiate with it. You can only overcome it as light. But I want all of us to feel like all of us can and should do this. You, you, you do not. This does not require a title or a platform or popularity or fame or power as the world would describe it. All it takes to walk as light is that you and I live differently. When darkness goes one way, you go the other. Where there is deceit, you be the truth. Where there is wrong, you do what is right. Where there is harshness and cruelty, You do what is good. Live differently. Live brightly. When you do, it will expose the darkness and it will increase light. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. That's Matthew 5. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Romans 12. Is it too hard? Too challenging? Too difficult? No, because you need to remember, light is your nature. Light is something that has happened to you. You are children of light. You are children of light. You have been born into and of the very light of Christ. It's your nature. But let me offer one more word of encouragement for anybody who might be even feeling slightly whelmed. Please note that that it doesn't say, for you are professors of light, you are doctors of the light. You're children which means you are you have been brought into something that you can begin to learn to do we learn to walk as light one step at a time so if it, if it feels welmed to you just take the next step just the next time you have opportunity do what is right do what is good do what is true And you know what happens? After you take one or three or five steps, eventually it becomes to feel more normal. And what will happen is that your life will become brighter. And the darkness around you will begin to diminish. There is hope. There is hope for your family. There is hope for this city. There's hope for the world around us. Christ will shine on you. And you can walk as light. Let's wait on the Lord for a moment before we we close. Shining in the midst of the darkness, shining Jesus, light of the world, shine upon us, set us free by the truth. the Lord. You are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. God bless you. Where you go, we go. Be kind to someone on your way out. Have a great day. Thank you for being here today.